welcome everyone members of our congregations friends and neighbors people we've never met you're all welcome just one announcement scootishness begins real world services this sunday redeemer will begin next month and for those of you who are joining us from elsewhere we will continue with the podcast it's called scootishness redeemer and we hope you will continue to join us and the grace of our lord jesus christ the love of god and the communion of the holy spirit be with you all amen let's pray the prayer of the day together god of all peoples your arms reach out to embrace all those who call upon you teach us as disciples of your son to love the world with compassion and constancy, that your name may be known throughout the earth. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Our first reading is from the book of Genesis, chapter 45, verses 1 to 15. Then Joseph could no longer control himself before all those who stood by him, and he cried out, Send everyone away from me. So no one stayed with him when Joseph made himself known to his brothers. And he wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard it and the household of Pharaoh heard it. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? But his brothers could not answer him, so dismayed were they at his presence. Then Joseph said to his brothers, Come closer to me. And they came closer. He said, I am your brother Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. For the famine has been in the land these two years, and there are five more years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvest. God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to keep alive for you many survivors. So it is not you who sent me here, but God. 
He has made me a father to Pharaoh and lord of all his house and ruler over all the land of Egypt. Hurry and go up to my father and say to him, Thus says your son Joseph, God has made me lord of all Egypt. Come down to me, do not delay. You shall settle in the land of Goshen and you shall be near me, you and your children and your children's children, as well as your flocks, your herds and all that you have. I will provide for you there since there are five more years of famine to come, so that you and your household and all that you have will not come to poverty. And now your eyes and the eyes of my brother Benjamin see that it is my own mouth that speaks to you. You must tell my father how greatly I am honored in Egypt and all that you have seen. Hurry and bring my father down here. And he fell upon his brother Benjamin's neck and wept, while Benjamin wept upon his neck. And he kissed all his brothers and wept upon them. And after that, his brothers talked with him. Our psalm is Psalm 133. How very good and pleasant it is when kindred live together in unity. It is like the precious oil on the head running down upon the beard, on the beard of Aaron, running down over the collar of his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord ordained his blessing, life forevermore. A reading from Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 11, verses 1 and the first part of verse 2 and verses 29 to 32. I ask then, has God rejected his people? By no means. I myself am an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham, a member of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not rejected his people whom he foreknew. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. Just as you were once disobedient to God, but have now received mercy because of their disobedience, so they have now been disobedient in order that by the mercy shown to you, they too may now receive mercy. For God has imprisoned all in disobedience, so that he may be merciful to all. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 15. Then Jesus called the crowd to him and said to them, Listen and understand. It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but it is what comes out of the mouth. That defiles. Then the disciples approached and said to him, Do you know that the Pharisees took offense when they heard what you said? He answered, Every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be uprooted. Let them alone. They are blind guides of the blind. And if one blind person guides another, both will fall into a pit. But Peter said to him, Explain this parable to us. Then he said, Are you also still without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth enters the stomach and goes out into the sewer? But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this is what defiles. For out of the heart come evil intentions, murder, adultery, fornication, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile. Jesus left that place and went away to the district of Tyre and Sidon. 
just then a Canaanite woman from that region came out and started shouting, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David, my daughter is tormented by a demon. But he did not answer her at all. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she keeps shouting after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. He answered, It is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, Woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. The Gospel of the Lord. You know, I don't know if I would have been a pastor if my mother hadn't died of cancer. And when I say that, I do not mean that God gave my mother cancer so that I would become a pastor. That would be an awful thing to say. My mother really suffered. It was a long and slow and terrible death. And am I so important? And was my mom so unimportant that God would have done that to my mom so that I would become a pastor? Absolutely not. Is that what God is like? No. A million times, no. This is what God is like. Out of the mess human beings have made of the world, out of the horrific things we do to ourselves and to each other and to other creatures, out of all the evil and suffering and death in the world, all the stuff that we do, all the bad stuff that happens to us, and, and including stuff that is not our fault. God wants, God is at work, and God has promised to bring goodness and life and joy. God brings redemption. So, so when I say I don't think I'd have been a pastor if my mom hadn't died of cancer, what I mean is that this is this little bit of goodness that God brought out of suffering and death. And I am expressing faith when I say that. Faith and trust and hope that there's more to come. More redemption to come. And not just for me, but for my mom. And not just for my mom, but for the whole of God's creation. And I think that Joseph means something like this when he says, it was not you, he says to his brothers, it was not you who sent me here when you sold me into slavery, but God. I think what he's getting at is that out of this evil thing that they did, that was an evil thing, and out of this suffering, because he certainly suffered, out of this God has brought this good. I think it means you wanted to hurt me. You intended evil and harm. But God has brought good out of it and life. Joseph knows this is who God is. This is what God is doing. God redeems, forgives, sets right, brings justice. God is reconciling the world to himself. And Joseph follows God's way and lives God's way which is the way to redemption and salvation. It's the way of grace and hope. He says, God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to keep alive for you many survivors. And that sounds to me like he's talking about God's promise to Abraham and Sarah. 
that they would have all these descendants, you remember, and that they would be blessed to be a blessing, and that through them God would bring grace and healing to the world. And Joseph knows he's part of that redemption and that promised salvation. And through him, God is preserving the descendants of Abraham and Sarah and bringing life and blessing to the world. It's by no means an easy thing. It's a painful thing. Now, some things have already been set right. Joseph is no longer a slave. The brothers seem to understand that what they did was awful and cruel and Perhaps, if you remember the rest of the story, if you remember what came before this, about Joseph putting his brothers in prison for three days and then holding one of the brothers, Simeon, as a hostage and demanding that they bring the youngest brother and then when they bring the youngest brother, planting a, his cup into the sack of the youngest brother, Benjamin, and then threatening to keep Benjamin as a slave. And then the other brother, Judah's offer to take Benjamin's place. Well, it may be that all of this was part of getting them to see what they'd done. So there, there's justice. There's some justice, though some things will not be set right until the kingdom comes. And, and there's forgiveness. There is reconciliation. Though that too will be complete only when God's love and justice reign on earth. This is why I love these stories. On the one hand, they're stories that have a cosmic scope, right? They're stories about life and the universe and everything, the meaning of it all. They're stories about what God is doing in the world, bringing life and salvation, healing, fixing what's broken, what's wrong, reconciling the world with himself. And at the same time, there's stories about individuals, families, and the profoundly human stories. And even with the historical and the cultural differences, which are sometimes startling, even, even with those, we can see ourselves in these stories. We can identify. These are stories about us, too. The redemption that, that's here already and the redemption that we're still waiting for and hoping for in Christ, as Paul says, because for us now, it's in Christ, following Jesus from death to life and to the reign of God. Jesus who taught us to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. It's through God's forgiveness and justice making that all creation, as Paul also says, will be and is being redeemed. And our forgiveness and justice making is part of God's forgiveness and justice making and the reconciliation of all things with God in Christ. In Christ, we are caught up in what God is doing in the world. Our lives become part of it. And in Christ, it comes down to us and into our lives. And and part of us and changes us and heals us and gives us hope. Amen.
Let's confess our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let's pray. Merciful God, in love you created us, and in love you sustain us day after day. So it is with confidence that we bring our prayers to you, knowing that you will hear and respond. We pray for ourselves and for all people. Help us to repent and to forgive. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those who for years have carried feelings of guilt or regret for something they did or something they neglected to do, who find it difficult to ask for forgiveness or to accept it. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those who find themselves far away from you, struggling to overcome their doubts or disillusionment, who wonder how to find their way back. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those watching they, someone they love try to cope with serious illness or injury. We long for your miraculous intervention. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all those in our world who suffer from grief, loneliness, hunger, poverty, violence, or illness. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Sustain all those who look to you in hope and strengthen us, your people, so that we may do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with you. In the name of Jesus the light and the hope of the world. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let's say the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. May God pour grace and blessing into your lives. May the face of God 
shine light upon you. May you celebrate God's love and justice in such a way that the whole world will come to know God and will experience God's grace and blessing for themselves. God be with you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you.